Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And here we are, back again with another season of your favorite wine podcast out of Paris, Wine School Dropout. You did know I was in Paris, right? Yes, like Emily, I too am here. And this season, I want to share the real life, work, and cultural experiences of other Americans in Paris, or France in general, as they relate to food and beverage. There are quite a few of us expats here, and well, our life is not quite like the popular show Emily in Paris. Therefore, things this season will be a little bit different, as every episode won't be completely about wine. But don't fret, wine is fully intertwined within the French culture, so you'll get your fix. While also learning about aperitifs, food pairings, French wine terms, dining culture, and more. Well, enough of me talking about it. Let's get into this new season. We'll call it Tanisha in Paris. Enjoy. If I ask you to think about France or French culture, what are some words to come to your mind when I say France, or Paris in particular? You would probably say croissants, the Eiffel Tower, wine, a cafe, wine, maybe cheese, but definitely wine. But yes, sitting outdoors at a cafe in the Parisian bistro chairs and swirling a glass of red wine while watching the people go by. (gasps) Does that make us tourists? Do the French really eat and drink like we think they do? I have to go straight to the source here. Let's ask the only American in Paris, comedian Sarah Donnelly, about some French drinking misconceptions, some drinking culture, and her go-to wine pairing. Prepare yourself. You are going to laugh a lot at this episode. All right, Sarah. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, Tanisha. What's going on? How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm excited to become a official wine school dropout. Officially. Officially official. Yes. But if you don't even get into the wine school, can you actually drop out? Well, listen, we're reviewing your application. We'll see. This is the interview portion of the application process. So we'll see how it goes after this. Okay. And you're like, we'll we've got a couple flags on your file already, madame. So Absolutely. watch out. We need, we need a mascot. So maybe you can help us come up with a mascot or some kind of name for the students. So we'll figure it out. Oh, yeah. A mascot. What would the wine school mascot be? 
but for the dropout, the wine school dropout. Oh, for the dropout. The dropout portion. This is feeling very like bring it on to me where there's like the two schools, you know, we're like rivals. the dropout. Yeah, we're the rivals from the other side of the tracks. <laughs> well, let's start with the basics. Who are you? Oh my gosh, who am I? I am Sarah Donnelly. I am a stand-up comedian. I am a writer. I am a wannabe TikToker. I am an actress. I am a podcast queen. I am a mom. I am so many things to so many people. And I think I'm an all-around funny lady, personally. And only American in Paris? How did you become the only American in Paris? Okay, so The Only American in Paris is my latest one-hour stand-up comedy show. And uh, I decided to call the show that because I was playing with the idea of Americans, when we decide to move to Paris, we're like the only one that we know. Like we're the only one of our friends or family usually, right? So we are living our fantasy. We are feeling that main character energy. We are the first and the only to ever move to Paris, basically. And we bring that energy so strong when we arrive. And then we realize, oh my God, there's actually a lot of Americans here. And there's a lot of Americans who have come before and are coming now or coming in the future. And we're not actually that special. Like that can't be your only personality trait that you live in Paris. You're not that special. And it's just kind of tongue in cheek because like every American who comes to Paris wants to make a podcast about it, write a book about it you know, make a TV show about it. And frankly, I am one of those people. So I'm like, yeah, we're, I'm going to get mine too. So it's just a funny way to say about here's my experiences and they are unique to me, but they're actually quite universal to anyone who's had to come to a new country. But it's a joke. Like people on my TikTok were like, are you serious? And I'm like, yes, very. Yes, yes. Clearly by the name of my TikTok, Sarah D Comedy. And then we're walking around and we're like, you guys, did you know that it's really hard to get a bank account? And everyone else is like, yeah, we did. It, it is hard. Like everything, the new discoveries are not actually that new, but it's just part of the process of like going through the move and learning French and getting to know the French um, administration and just, you know, getting the apartment, all of the stuff. But we're like, why didn't anyone tell me this? Why didn't anyone tell me it's going to be so hard? And there are people who are like, we're too tired. We tried to tell you it was going to be hard. Listen, you didn't want to listen. You had on your Eiffel Tower colored glasses. And you, you really did, did. I want to keep on this part about how different it is once we get here. And talking about French drinking culture, since this is a wine school dropout in a drinking podcast. French drinking culture is different. What is there something that you wish you knew about it before you got here? Okay. So God, I feel like I have so much to say on this. Um, cause especially I arrived in 2012 and I remember showing up and I came from Washington DC and I showed up in Paris and I'm like, where are the cocktails? Why can't we get cocktails in this town? What is going on? Cause in America you go to almost any bar and if there's a bartender behind the bar and they have liquor, they know how to make cocktails you know, you can ask for your standard variety cocktails and they can, they can make you a cocktail and just going to, if you go to like a brasserie or a cafe here, most of the time uh, it's changed. It's changed since I've been here, but in the beginning, definitely like you can't order a cocktail. They're just like, no, no, what? Like a brasserie, we have beer and wine and we have the aperitif and digestive liquors, but no, you can't just order yourself, you know, a dark and stormy or a margarita, and then the second thing that I noticed 
I was like, you guys are drinking so much wine, but why am I the only one wasted at this dinner? Like everyone else is sitting here normal. I was like, I am so drunk, but everyone else seems fine. I don't want to show that I'm drunk. What is, how, what is going on? Um, Have you figured out how, why you were the drunk one and they weren't? um, Because they have these tiny little wine glasses. And then when it's empty, they refill it. And when you don't know French and you're nervous at a dinner party, your glass just keeps getting refilled. So while they're talking and talking and talking and nursing their little tiny, you know, thimble of wine, I was just like knocking them back. And then you have no idea how much wine you've had to drink because you're like drinking these little tiny glasses. And also because they are French and speaking French. So they're talking and us new people that are just learning French, just getting into it, can't really jump in the conversation that fast. So in an effort to not be look super awkward, you just keep drinking. Just keep drinking, which is why I used to joke. I used to like to sit next to my father-in-law at dinner because he's not a big talker. I wasn't a big talker. I mean, in French. And, you know, we would just be drinking the wine, chilling. Peace. We're cool over here. But um... until you have to stand up. And your legs are weak and you're like, oh no. Um, And I also feel like in general, like French people definitely like to party. Don't get me wrong. But I think in the U.S., that binge drinking culture, it doesn't, it's not really the same here. Now I didn't go to university here. I wasn't, you know, 20 years old. So maybe someone younger could speak to that. But I feel like people, when they go out with their friends, they want to have a good time. They want to drink, but the goal is not to get like, wasted binge Um, drinking is not a thing here because you know I teach wine classes here for the French students and when we come up on the subject of alcohol and health I always mention binge drinking and every semester a student's like binge drinking what's that and so I'm having so now I have put it in and I explain what binge drinking is they understand binge because they use the word when we talk Netflix so they get binge watch but they're like binge drink I don't know what that means and then they're always, after I explained, they're always like, yeah, you Americans do. That's always the start of saying, yeah, you Americans or you in America do something. Insert crazy drinking thing. It's so funny. They know binge watch. And I'm like, well, before binge watch, there was binge drink. So call us pioneers. <laughs> so now that you've learned that about the brasserie without having cocktails and things like that, do you have a go-to drink? Okay. So I love this question because I have many go-tos it, you know, it depends on the season and my mood. So if it is just, if I'm meeting someone for like a casual drink, I'll usually get a glass of wine winter. I'm more likely to get a glass of red spring, summer, you know, who doesn't love a rosé or a chilled glass of white wine. And I guess we can talk about which wines I like, but I'm not often to go for beer, but when I do comedy shows, sometimes more relaxed, have a beer. And then if I'm going out with the girls, I do, I love a Cosmo. I love a Cosmopolitan and I don't care. I feel like they're coming back. I feel like they were cool. And then you were basic if you like them and maybe they're coming back or maybe they're just coming back in my mind, but (laughs) I think it comes back around. So it, it could be coming back. I never left it. I'm like, I'm it's I'm riding with the Cosmo. So and more and more bars now. Um, I think Paris is having a huge cocktail moment for the past couple of years and more and more bars. You can get cocktails, but 
So if I see a Cosmo on a, on a cocktail list, if I'm at a bar, I will, I will get a Cosmo usually. And since it's winter now, what's your go-to wine? You said you drink red in the winter. Okay. Well, I am becoming more French because it depends on what I'm eating. Oh, oh la la. Mm, Cause I've learned some things. Thank you. Girl meets glass. Um, like if I'm just having a glass, I like more fruity reds. And I really like Gamay. I'm having this like Gamay love affair right now. And I know you really like Gamay. And I love a Pinot Noir. I love a Burgundy Pinot Noir. So those are kind of my like my two go-tos. I do really like the Bordeaux reds, like the Margot and stuff. But that's if I'm eating, like if I'm having food, like I wouldn't order yeah, that's that. That's for food. Why? That's for food. And that's for like a nice meal. Yeah. But if I'm just, you know hanging out. I'm like, Ooh, if there's a Pinot Noir or a Gamay on the menu, I'm like, that's what I want. Do you have an ultimate food and wine pairing? Like something you're like, when I eat this food, I must have this one. Okay. You're going to laugh because this is probably not what you're expecting. Oh gosh. But I really like some white wine and candy. (laughs) (laughs) Girl. What what cat? Okay, what? Let's dive deep. Okay, let's get deeper. Okay, that was just the surface that we scratched. Mm -hmm. All right, which white wine and what candy? Okay, we're not talking chocolate. We're talking actual like peppermint horror candy or like a sour patch kid. We're talking, yeah, we're talking more like bonbon. I mean, obviously, chocolate and red wine. We already know that's a great pairing. But let Mm -hmm. me enlighten you to some like Eribo bonbon. School candy. us, school <laughs> us, okay? So, you know, this is, um, what is the wine? I don't know. I got a cheap white wine. I've thrown some ice cubes in there. I, I'm really like bastardizing the situation. And then just, yeah. Some, like, Listeners, sweet- don't do this at home, okay? <laughs> <laughs> some sweet and sour candy. I don't know, just kind of like, um, what are they called? Like the Drazi Boos or just kind of those random hairy bow. Okay. assortments or even kind of like those um they're kind of like shoelaces yes okay like now what's the, the mood for this is it i'm watching a movie you know the kids are with their grandparents the mood is uh do you you are just okay. doing you so it's definitely like when I'm home alone, if I'm watching some Netflix I'm into or I'm listening to you know some podcast just for me have a little wine, have a little candy. Am I going to be banished from, from France that I've said that? Are you going to kick at, do I, wait, did I get (laughs) officially rejected from the wine school and the dropouts? The dropouts are like, we want nothing to do with you now. (laughs) No, we just got to put you, we might have to put you in summer school. Okay. We might have to put you in summer school. Oh, summer school, remedial school. She needs to be in summer school. Listen, but let me say one thing I really like about you, Tanisha, is you encourage people to go after the taste that they like and like, don't be so stuffy about wine and have some fun. And like, why not some wine and candy? Why not? I'm not mad at it. Cause you know, I swear by champagne and um, movie theater, butter popcorn. Yes. I love that. And okay. So to be more precise, as they say in French, I like dry white wines. So it's got to be kind of a dry citrus white wine. And that's mm-hmm. why you get the sugar from the candy. So it's kind of like a sweet and sour type of deal. And that is actually a very 
American kind of flavor profile. Sweet and sour or sweet and savory are things that we find in most dishes. And a lot of French people have mentioned that, that when we eat things, that is the flavor profile that comes in it. So to go with a dry white wine, maybe with a mid-level acidity, not too high, and more citrus flavors and not necessarily savory flavors, that makes sense. Because I like a Sauvignon. I like, um, I'm not the biggest Chardonnay girl. Yeah, I kind of like, I like Sauvignon. Dry white wines, that's kind of my bag with the white wine. And then that will work with candy. Well, there you go. There you go, folks. You heard it here first. Sarah Donnelly, comedian extraordinaire, the only American in Paris, candy and dry white wine. Okay. Just try it. It's not a secret that France loves cheese and wine, so not surprising that an entire culture revolves around the consumption of these two great gifts to the culinary world. Come and discover one of the best parts of French culture with the cheese and wine class or a wine tasting class. Join my classes. They're a great opportunity to experience the French terroir. During these two-hour classes, you'll sample some of the finest cheeses and finest wines, Learn the techniques and language of cheese tasting and wine tasting, and also the concept of terroir. You'll spend a great evening in a relaxed atmosphere with beautiful surroundings in the heart of Montmartre with me at Cooking with Class Cooking School and get a great head start to fully understand and appreciate our love for French cheese and wine and help you approach them with greater confidence. Visit cookingwithclass.com, C-O-O-K-N, W-I-T-H-C-L-A-S-S and search Paris Classes for more information or to book your date. Last thing I want to talk about, and this is not off topic, but kind of, We talked about in bars how, or in brasseries, they have the aperitif and digestif. And we regularly will get like a little charcuterie board. You don't see French people eating too much usually. You just see them with like a little, it'll be like 10 of them and they'll split this one board. (laughs) Meanwhile, the Americans all have hamburgers and fries. They eat a full (laughs) meal. Now this aperitif culture has gotten to the States a little bit, but so have these charcuterie boards. They look a little different in America. Have you seen these Instagram photos of these boards? I have. And I kind of love it because in America, it's like put anything on a board and call it charcuterie. Like, or the shark, shark cootie. Shark coot tree. I love it. There was one that's like, I got my shark cootie board. <laughs> right. And I was like, the what? <laughs> the shark cootie board. Yeah. Anything, anything can go on the board. I like, I like, I think France uh, one thing I love about France is like they know when they can do things well and they don't stray from those classics, you know, like they can make a beautiful like planche de charcuterie with all the classics. And I think that's great. But sometimes it's kind of fun to experiment. Like, I don't think if you brought a French person a charcuterie board with like some fruit on there, I think they'd be a bit like, what? But they might be kind of into it as well. And I think that's what that sweet and salty combo that we like like I think it's Mm kind of cool you've got 
some, you know, grapes or people put all sorts of like nuts and that'd be kind of fun to have on the charcuterie board here. I'd be, yeah. I'd be down for that. It's nice. And to the have different the um, jellies and yeah. jams and confiture, like we'll have that in the States, but here the board is meat, cheese, you might get some briette, a slab of butter. Gotta have the butter. And maybe a few cornichons. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Here's my, okay, listen, I need to redeem myself from my last, my comment about the wine and candy, which I still stand behind, but what you got to do, you take some of that salted butter and then you put your cheese on the bread with the salted butter. Like you will not go back to eating cheese. You got to like bread, salted butter, and then put the cheese on top. It is delicious. Okay. Is there a particular cheese that you like on your board? I mean, I love all cheese. And, and again, like France, it, you know, it's a cheese powerhouse. It is so good. You definitely need to eat and sample as many as you can. I think my less, I definitely have my preferences. Like I love Comte. That is just a standard classic. I love the aged Comte. That's a really like yummy, hard one. I do like some of the soft cheeses. Sometimes I find the brie too strong. But if I'm having a strong brie, I like to have a strong red because I feel like it washes out the mouth really well. And But I like um, some of the grocery store cheese, like the saint Albray. It's a softer cheese. I like creamy stuff like the Saint-Felicien, Saint-Marcelin. Epoise yeah. um, is my favorite. Oh, I don't know this one. Epoise, E-P-O-I-S-S-E-S. So you might not even pronounce that last S. I can't remember letters. They don't like pronouncing those. It's creamy. It's almost to the point where you kind of need to scoop it with a spoon. Oh, I love that kind. Is it goat or cow or sheep? I think it's cow. I love my favorite blue is the blue de Auvergne because I do like blue, but I find Roquefort too strong. It can be. And to me, when I eat Roquefort, it feels like I'm eating what the inside of the sheep's pin smells like. Like, I just feel like I'm eating the sheep. It's too close. I was like, this just smells like a sheep. French cheese is amongst the funkiest I've ever smelled or tasted. I did not know it was supposed to have that character. There are some wines that I've smelled that are funky, but like you only smell them when you put it in the glass and swirl it and then smell it. Walking down the street, you know you're walking by a cheese shop. Just walking down the street. You're like, mm, yes. did I pass a cheese shop? And you're like, girl, it's two blocks over. Yeah, it is. It can be, when they're all together, it can be really strong. But sometimes it smells really strong. Like the Saint Marcelon has a strong smell, but it's like a nice, creamy, it's a mild, taste. Mm-hmm. mild flavor. So, yeah. but the Roquefort is like strong smell, strong flavor. Which is the blue cheese that's like the spoonable one? Like, you know, they have the block ones. Then they also have one that they have to scoop and give to you in a container. Oh, I don't know that, but I definitely want to try that. Yeah, that one is in the cheese shop near me. And then I've seen it in a couple other places. I like that. Okay, that sounds good. Well, guess I'm going to be doing a charcuterie plate. Siswa. Yes, I want to go. Yeah, I'm inviting myself over with that cheese. I definitely want some. And I'll bring the candy. Bring the candy. Hey, we'll do a candy tasting. And also I have a gamay that I think you'll love. Oh, I love Gamay. Um, I saw actually people are now doing candy charcuterie boards, which I thought was so cute for like a party. I saw someone making this on Instagram. 
with all the colors of the candy, like you can, so I'll make my candy charcuterie board and, um, you know, I'll bring, I'll bring some Sauvignon, some cheap Sauvignon. We don't need anything fancy, not for the candy palette. No, it can't be fancy. No, we can't have a high end Grand Cru Bordeaux. It'd be like, yes. And with this Haribo, fantastic. Let's and take with- pictures of this. Let's tag the vineyard. Okay. <laughs> The French would lose it. That is another thing about French drinking culture that I'll leave you with. If you don't do it the way they do it, it's a problem. And they have no problem shaming you about it. Now, I still do what I want to do, but they'll be like, no, that's not how you do it. And it's sacrilege. It does. Yeah, they do. Look, I want to respect the wine, but if I'm drinking like a three, four euro bottle of Sauvignon to pair with my candy, I'm like, we can all agree this wine doesn't need to be respected. It's it's a disrespectful wine. So let's just call a spade a spade. But they do, they do. But I kind of appreciate that too, because I really appreciate how they, as a culture, respect food and drink so much and quality is so important. And, and where um, it's from. Like yeah, and knowing specific- where region and all of that. Yeah. Knowing where things are from and just being like gathering around the table, we're going to have a nice meal and nice wine. And it's important. It's equally as important to be together as it is to have good quality products that we're going to nourish ourselves with. And it's really nice. Like doing French Christmas, you know, it's all about the food. And I think American Christmas the food is there. Like we have, you know, we do a turkey or whatever, but the French Christmas is all about the food and having the nicest food and you want to get the nice wine and it's fun. Like when I get together with my French family and we have an event, we, my father-in-law will go down to his cab and he'll get out some old bottles or some special bottles. And we've tasted some wines, which has been really fun, like some 30 year old Bordeaux. And that's been really fun. Now I've got a question for you. I saw someone yesterday um, on their Instagram post. They got engaged and they're like, we're celebrating with this 1990 bottle of Dom Perignon that my parents got at their wedding. And so we're celebrating our engagement, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah. And I looked at the color of the champagne. I was like, why the champagne that color? Like it looked. It was dark. It was dark. Yeah. Now, is that good? I was like, is that too old or? Not necessarily too of- old because champagne does age nicely. The thing is, most people don't have good places to store it, and it's not stored correctly that entire time. So not stored on its side, not stored somewhere with um, a decent humidity, cool temperature, um, low movement. So that's what kind of um, is a game changer when it comes to storage. Don't expect bubbles, though. When you're opening something that old, don't expect it to pop off and bubbles flow to the top. Have no expectation that it didn't look like there are any bubbles. That's like no. a grandma. Grandma's not popping off. She's like, I'm Expect here. Still wine. Okay. Expect it to be. So still. then is it still good to have champagne if it's a still champagne? I mean, to say you had it and tasted, it. Yeah, I guess. But I'm not someone that is really good with aging wine, period. Um, and especially champagne. But I think it's interesting to try and to see how the flavors develop because people don't think champagne can age. But it does, over time, the main thing people love about it, the effervescence, which is, you know, why they ferment it a certain way, that is gone. So personal preference. 
If someone offers me a glass, I will absolutely say yes. We we may see. That's so yeah, I guess the bottom line, it is it is fun to try old aged wines because it's cool to see like what you get. And sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's not so good. And sometimes the wine is kind of brown tinted, and that's when you know like it's too old. Well, only American in Paris. Sarah Donnelly, where can people find you? You can find me on the interwebs like everyone else these days. I am on Instagram. I am on TikTok. I'm on Facebook at Sarah D Comedy. And I have a website, sarahdcomedy.com. I am performing my show, The Only American in Paris, in Paris, actuellement. So you can come see me, follow me to find out when the next shows are. Fantastic. Sarah Donnelly, comedian extraordinaire. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tanisha. Can I, and can I say one more thing? I know that was a really good sign off, but can you tell people that the show is good so they know they come? Oh, no, the show is fantastic. <laughs> it is hilarious. <laughs> In case you were wondering, no, the show is hilarious. Okay. Not your average comedy show. All right, let's sum up what we've learned today. Number one, binge drinking is not a thing in France. You drink because you enjoy what's in your glass. You savor it. Number two, if you aren't talking as much, you are definitely drinking more. So you should learn how to speak French faster so you can join the conversation or drink some water too. And number three, white wine and what? Bet you weren't expecting that one. But hey, can't knock it till you try it. You know, I really just want people to enjoy wine however they see fit. Are there any misconceptions you had about French drinking culture? And do you still have some misconceptions about it? Thoughts, ideas, questions? Let us know. Send us a tweet or slide in our DMs at Wine School Dropout so we can repost and get you some answers. Thank you for listening to Wine School Dropout. This podcast was produced by Studio Ochinta and hosted by me, Tanisha Townsend. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez. Sound design and production by Luis Lopez and Kiara Santella. Production coordination by Catalina Oyos. Our theme was done by Gabrielle DeMasso. Music is by Makai Beats. Our art is by Tiffany DeLune. Follow us at Wine School Dropout on Instagram. If you'd like the show, tell a friend about it and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, sit back, relax, and have a glass. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 